A Living Philosophy Part 2 Identity What am I? Who am I? Personality, identity, psychology, and me. I was, I am, I will be. But do we ever really consider the question of what we are? Am I a conglomeration of cooperative cells bound by a billion-year evolutionary dance simply to procreate and continue? Am I a unit in a society only in order that I function as part of a greater good? Or am I a unique soul wreathed in a vehicle of flesh to live a life worth living? I believe all these things are true and each adds to the miracle of the human experience. We are a nexus of all the convergencies of our past, all the connections of our present and all our hopes and fears for our future. A symphony of realities, facts, perspectives, drives and memories in an object called me. Scientifically, I am awed and humbled at the sheer complexity of what led to my being. The evolution from barely living chemicals to a structured, amazing, cohesive and self-aware animal, it's nothing short of miraculous. At the same time, I am a small part of a greater whole in both my family, my community, my nation and even my species. Just as the apple blossom is a small and temporary part of the apple tree, so I am beautiful in my small and temporary role as a human being, as a self and simply me. I also choose to believe in soul. I do not know if it exists, but I choose to, and I hope this does not scare my more materialist friends from reading onward. I am a soul, embedded in this body, a fusion of physical and metaphysical, and an alloy of experiencer and experienced. And as I abide by the notion that nothing is created or nothing is destroyed, but merely changed, I can only but feel the thing of me will endure beyond the physical end of this fleshy receptacle. The human animal is a wondrous thing, but as me, am I free or am I unfree? Do I make my own choices or does our past configure what we choose? The answer is, it doesn't matter. Whether we choose our lives or not takes nothing away from the fact we should enjoy life, be kind and make living meaningful. What does matter is two fundamental elements, to expand our understanding and our kindness in the corner of existence called us. We are the universe, made manifest as sentient beings, and as such our greatest meaning comes from learning and loving more of the world. From womb to tomb, we are connected to one another as being part of the same world. The illusion that my identity ends at a particular point is just that, an illusion. We can choose to expand our identity outwards in understanding and in love until we identify with the entirety of existence. In this, we come home. 
Our sense of belonging is an apotheosis of loving compassion until we see all parts of reality as really parts of ourselves. Imagine the care, the consideration, the kindness created by this sudden act of identifying. Imagine the release of meaning and awe into this little island of self you once called me. In my late 30s, I traversed the wilds of the Arctic, and in Greenland I hiked with this in my heart, and I have never, ever known such happiness and belonging in the world. The ancient Vedics hinted that by knowing your inmost true self, you glimpse the Brahman, the inmost reality of all. In this sense, by knowing one part of ourselves, we can know all parts of all. On the obverse, when we turn away from others and cast off care and cast off kindness, we erode the self and lessen the soul. Of all the personalities, the least loved is the mean and the unkind. We will accept the powerful if they are kind. We will forgive the sinner if they repent their meanness. By expanding our identity through kindness, we nourish the best part of ourselves, and thus the universal garden grows anew. Before practicing this, I suggest to adopt and lovingly care for a pet. Nothing is a greater symbol of this altruistic love than the love of owner and pet. Our love for our children is framed in our procreative natures, our love for our fellow humans framed in a similarity of shape and outlook. But to love and care for a species so different and of no current practical use to us hints at a universal expression of true altruism. People who love animals have chosen to throw the net of their loving identity wide, out beyond the ken of community, family and species. Blessed are the animal lovers, for they glimpse the true reality of the universe in their pet's eyes. Let us now speak of the two most personal events which can only be said to truly define you as you and not that which is within and around you. Birth and Death With your birth, the story of you is unfurled and the universe blossoms as a flower into the construct of a sentient being. We begin with a single cry, and by steps and leaps, this part of reality, born to hunger and cold, learns of love, learns of care, ambition, growth, duty, and all the myriad minutiae of what we call our lives. This single cry then subdivides, learns and grows into calls, into shouts, into songs, speeches, discussions. The beauty of self begins with a single note and explodes into a symphony of sound, the sound of your identity, the lyric of your lives. And, step by step, we move once more toward another singular note, that of our terminal breath. From the first intake of breath to make our birthing cry to the last output of air in our dying breath lives this thing we call self. In between its shape, its sound, its melody, it is up to you. But death is not necessarily the end of life. Nothing, nothing is truly created or destroyed, but merely changed after all. Death is not the end, but rather the completion of life. 
At my death, let me not say I am ended, rather let me say I am complete. Just as we finish a great book, so we close the cover with contentment and satisfaction, both as the person dying and for those around the person dying. The book does not cease to exist because we completed reading it. It is put on the shelf and the memories, the experiences, they become part of those that read that book, those that read our lives. Some, sadly, are short stories ending before we'd like them to, but they too are complete in their telling and we should make meaningful their passing. Let your own story bring joy and meaning to others and take joy and meaning in others' storied lives as you share time with them, that in their completion they live on in us in care and love. Thus we defeat the futility of death. I asked two questions at the start of this part. What am I and who am I? What am I? Well, I'm the universe made manifest in the shape of what I choose to identify with and experience within the confines of those two breaths of birth and death. I am the soul of the world within me, a time so lost within me that I forget I am the soul of the world. I forget that when I look into your eyes, it is one soul at itself looking, and if we want the world to be kind and loving, I love you and be kind to you. This is what I believe I am, and this is a belief that brings me to greater heights of kindness and greater understanding by my sense of belonging in a world that I am truly a part of. Who am I? Well, I am the who that transcends and lives beyond the what between my birth and my death. I am the echo of impact on others' lives, the transformative wave I have had and the effect I have had on friends, on family and the world. If the what is the notes and the lyrics, the who is the sound and the music as a result of what I am. What we are in others' lives determines who we are to them. The who-ness of me will be the breaths beyond our terminal breath. While our touch is felt within existence, the who of our personalities persist and the meanings of our lives live on. Make your life meaningful. Sing it into existence with passion and with love. Our time here is short, but it can be made beautiful and in our kindness and in our compassion we can outlive the death of our lives so that our story speaks on in the souls of others, in the soul of the world.